Welcome back to Battle Plan, a podcast focused on spiritual warfare. Uh, this is podcast number three, Scared to Go to Heaven. Scared to Go to Heaven is the title of this one. Last time I told you a story about uh, two different friends, uh, acquaintances, who uh, told me to write a book. I needed to write a book. And so um, that really floored me. I didn't feel qualified to write a book, but at that point, uh, God had sent two people to me to instruct me to do that. I felt like I'm going to have to do this. It was really, it was really a depressing feeling. I, I felt like I was being pushed into something that I wasn't qualified for. And yet I think God chooses the unqualified all through the Bible and then does on the job training, so to speak. Uh, you know what I mean? Uh, so when I felt like I was supposed to do this, I, I changed my prayers a little bit. I prayed for some very specific things. I think we should pray specifically. If you call and tell me you have an anonymous prayer request, I, I don't have a prayer for anonymity. <laughs> I have prayers for specificity. Uh, if your white blood cell count needs to go up, then let's pray about your white blood cell count. But I pray specific. Anyway, in this case, I prayed for if God, if you want me to do this, if you want me to write a book, I need, I'm enjoying the research. I'm enjoying uh, learning about heaven and what the Bible says about that. Never noticed so many of these verses before, and now it's it's in other books too, besides just mine. But I was enjoying the study, but didn't feel qualified to organize the material in a way that that uh, logically and sequentially should be laid out, so that the the ideas I was uh, learning and the the conclusions I was coming to would make sense to people. So I asked God for two very specific things. Please give me the order that these ideas should go in and give me a title for each chapter. So I wanted the chapters, what they were going to talk about, and the titles. That was my specific prayer. Just a few days after I prayed that, I woke up at three in the morning. Now, you have to understand, I'm pretty high energy. So when I hit the pillow, I'm out. You don't have to rock me to sleep. And I usually sleep all night. Uh, anyway, I woke up at 3 this particular morning, 3 a.m., and it was like I was listening to a recorded message. And I listened to the entire message, and it finished. And I thought, wow, that's really good. I need to remember that. And I started to go to sleep. And then it started over. And I listened to the whole list a second time. And I'm a little more awake now, and I just, I, I, it finished, and I said, okay, I need to remember that. That's really good. And I started to go to sleep, go to sleep the second time, and it started over for a third time. You know, something happens three times in Scripture, God means it. So I thought, okay, I need to get up and write this down. I'm, I'm not very coherent at night. I mean, you may call me after 10 o'clock, and we may talk, but I won't remember it. So I said, I need to write this down. So I got up, and I went in the bathroom, and I pulled out a middle drawer, my wife keeps some sticky notes in there, and, and I wrote it down, and I wrote chapter one is this, chapter two is this, chapter three is this, and I'll just tell you, that's how I got the chapters and their titles as I wrote the book on heaven called My Search for the Real Heaven. I'm not smart enough to have come up with that. I'm just being honest. So with that backdrop, let me tell you what God orchestrated. This is spiritual warfare in itself. The book came out right after it came out, a college, a Christian college in 
the northern part of Arkansas, Harding University, asked me to come speak at their lectureship. They were doing a lectureship on heaven, and there were no books on heaven. Uh, I guess they hadn't found Randy Alcorn's book because his came out right before mine did. But they said, but there's not any books on heaven. And so we want you to come lecture on heaven. We're going to give you three hours, three different lectures from your book. And I was overwhelmed and excited for that opportunity. So I worked hard and worked up. I had about six or 700 PowerPoint slides to cover all the book. And I was going to pull from those and do an overview of several of the sections uh, there on the campus for this lectureship. People came from all over the United States. And so they put me in a little classroom. Of course, I'm, I'm nobody. Uh, they have all these, you know, big names. They have people that have been speaking for years. I'm the new kid on the block, so to speak. So they put me in a little classroom that seated about 15. And about 120 people showed up. They had to move me to the chapel to make room for, for the interest in this. What a shock. So I, I gave those three lectures. By the way, one of the... Um, doctorate professors there on campus uh, stood at the back of my room with his arms folded and his eyebrows all knitted up and he was staring at me and I was very very nervous because uh, you know I'm presenting biblical thoughts and I'm not trained in in that way I don't know Greek or Hebrew I, I don't have a bible degree and after a little bit I noticed he started nodding. I was talking about resurrection in a new body and he started nodding and I, f I relaxed. I felt a whole lot better. So he was agreeing with what I had to say. And, and uh, that was thrilling to say the least. Anyway, uh, we became friends later. He, he, uh, I met him that day and we became good friends later. So there was a young um, South Korean student that was in that class and her name was Sue Park. Now we, we spell Sue S-U-E, but she spelled it S-O-O. -O. That's how many uh, people spell Sue in South Korea. So uh, Sue Park, who was a student there, in fact, he had, she had a couple of classes. Uh, so two of my boys went there and she listened to all three lectures and she apparently bought my book. A few uh, months later, um, when we were in for a weekend, a parent weekend at the college to see uh, two of our boys, uh, one of my boys said, oh, dad, uh, Sue Park that sent some classes with us. She came to your lectures and bought your book and she wanted to meet with you and mom uh, sometime while you're here this weekend. Said, oh, OK. So uh, Sue and my wife and I met in the student center and sat for uh, probably over an hour and we heard her life story. She said she was uh, uh, an atheist from an atheist family. She got accepted in the foreign exchange student program, and she got put with a Christian family in South Texas. And even though she was an atheist, uh, the, the uh, family that she was staying with went to church every Sunday morning, and she just didn't want to stay home by herself. So she went to church with them. And she said, Mr. Hemphill, I, I listened to the sermons, and I became a Christian, and I was baptized, and now I'm at a Christian college. And I want you to know that after I became a Christian, I was scared of heaven. I was scared to die and become a floating ghost. Now, the Bible doesn't teach that, but many, many people, many Christians think you're going to be a floating ghost. Um, so she was, she was so scared of this idea of dying and becoming a floating ghost. She had a list of very specific questions about heaven and eternity that she had worked up. And she said, uh, I kept this list in my Bible. So anywhere I had my Bible with me, the list was handy. If we were at church and heaven was mentioned, I would 
pull it out. If we were in a Bible class, I would pull out my list. If heaven was mentioned, I was opening my list of questions to see if I could find any answers to any of the questions on the list. Uh, an on-campus Bible class, a weekend study, or a church, or a Wednesday night deal she'd go to sometimes. And she said, I never found any answers to any of the questions until I came to your three lectures and then read your book. And as I, as I read the book, I realized that your book was answering every question on the list in the same order I had the questions written down. Now think about that. God led Sue to make a list of questions that she had about heaven and then God had me organize the material I was studying and learning into a list of chapters that answered the questions in the order that she had them written. Let me assure you, only God can do that. God orchestrated that situation in her life and in mine. And Satan hates for us to realize that. That's a spiritual warfare thought. Satan does not want you to find the answers to your questions but God will provide them if you seek him. Isaiah 55, 6 says, seek the, seek the Lord while you can find him. Call on him now while he is near. Matthew 7, verse 8 says, for everyone who asks receives, and everyone who seeks finds, and to everyone who knocks, the door will be open. So I'm going to encourage you today to ask God and expect a surprise. Expect a surprise in how he delivers it or what the answer is, because maybe you think you're not gifted in an area, but God is training you to be gifted in that area. So part of your personal battle plan in the future that I recommend is to ask God for help in an area you feel he might be nudging you toward, and then watch for how he does that and what he says. I'll see you next time on Battle Plan, and we'll talk about a guy who took a verse in Psalms, literally, and how it led him to write a book that's still being used today to navigate the oceans. Keep praying, because prayer works. God loves you, and I love you.